We spent the last week in what feels like Mars. There are hardly any cars on the road. All signs of life are closed. And we are far from water, fuel, and grocery stores. And the closest cell signal is miles away. As much as the silence has been eerie, it's been a welcome to get away from the noise and the daily coronavirus updates. Settling into our new normal. A life back on the road. Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding Parenthood a week-by-week podcast series hosted by me, Colin Boyd, and my partner, Sophie Aldino. Each week, we cover our family's rewilding story through the lens of our journey, traveling full-time in a converted 1978 Mercedes 508D Command and Control Center from Germany. This week, we're sharing our journey from the Southern Sierras of California to one of our favorite destinations we've discovered, the Mojave Trails National Preserve. Next, we'll dive into the main segment of our show, finding balance between community and loneliness while on the road. Hoping it brings some form of empathy for what you all may be going through with this coronavirus lockdown that we've all been facing around the world. For those of you that have been listening since the beginning, thank you so much for tuning in. We love hearing from you and getting your feedback. We'd love to know what you think of the new format. So hit us up at hola at aplanavida.com send us what you think yeah recording a podcast is kind of funny you're like is it anyone out there (laughs) is it anyone listening but we are enjoying what we're doing so hopefully you are too so call why you don't tell us where we are and why are we here well we are sitting at about six thousand feet high above the Mojave National Preserve in Southern California. It's kind of South Central California. It's really been one of our favorite spots that we've discovered this whole winter while we've been in Joshua Tree. And this past week, we have had the time to really explore it quite a bit deeper. And that's been a real treat. And right now, I think we've just found one of the sickest spots that we have stayed in in the past year and a half on the road it's it's really been amazing and we're overlooking this incredible desert where i just read on the map that these three the three largest deserts in north america merge right here and you can totally see it and we're here in the springtime while the flowers are blooming the cactuses are blooming the the weather's changed, so it's nice and warm, but still cool at night. And the best part is there's nobody here. And we saw the rangers. They welcomed us here and gave us a kind of checklist of what not to do. Which and But they said, your family unit's just fine. Go, go enjoy yourselves, which was nice to hear because a lot of the messaging that we hear on the news right now is, you know, shelter in place, shelter in place, shelter in place. And for some of us, it's a bit hard because... We live on the road, so when a park ranger welcomes you in and just says, you know, our campgrounds aren't open, but it seems like you guys know what you're doing, so here's a nice spot over here. It's a nice nice thing to hear. Anyways, what's what's the vibe been like, Soph? The vibe is good. Kids and dog are sleeping, so it's all good. <laughs> no, but the vibe is good. We had a great day today, and I think overall we had a good week in the southern Sierras about Big Bear. We stayed there for around four or five days. It was great. We met um, a great hiker, an old fellow that he was 
how many miles he had walked already? He was about 250 miles into the Pacific Crest Trail, and it was just a really nice moment. We gave him some pancakes and a banana and filled him up on water. We, we filled up the other water jugs with all our spare water before we left at the on the Pacific Crest Trail. And it was just, you know, nice to feel like we could give back at this strange time. Anyway, so we stay in, in the Sierras for about four or five days. We had a lot of really good food. We did a lot of running. We spent time with the kids, worked. We got a lot of stuff done. It was really good. We did actually get a stomach bug. That wasn't really fun, but it was okay. You know, we, I think we'll, we've been talking about with Colin, we'll maybe um, dedicate a full episode about um, what do we do when we get sick? Um, what kind of things do, what do we carry in the van? Um, what happened when the kids are sick? So we, when one of us gets sick, probably we all get sick because we live in such a small space. But we try to, yeah, just take it really slow and do the same things that you'll do if you are in a house. Anyway, so we had a great time in Big Bear. And then I had the great idea to go back to the desert. I was like, oh, I think temperatures are going down, which they were in the first two days. It was so hot. But um, it's been really awesome to be in the desert. And I had my doubts about how Colin will survive the high temperatures, but he seems to love it. So, yeah, we fill up gas, fill up some water. And what else did we do, Cole? We almost had a stray dog jump into the van at the gas station. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was funny. Lola was like, what the hell is going on? I started screaming. The dog just like jumped right into the van. Literally jumped into the van it, with no collar. It was about 95 degrees. It was a husky. It had no water. We gave it water. We tried to give it food. We called the Humane Society. We looked at each other like, should we just should we just take this thing on a ride? But we we did everything we could to give it a get it back to its owner. Anyways, we gave the the car scrub, the old orange crush, got a serious scrub down, which had been uh, probably six months since a decent decent wash. And then we headed off for the desert, and we've been out here ever since. We've seen cinder cones, we've seen sand dunes. Yeah, we tried to go to a lava tube, but it was closed. So yeah, we. We decided to avoid that. We went to the Kelso sand dunes, which are incredible. We went to the Granite Peak uh, Preserve, which are just the boulders that look like Joshua Tree. Now we're here at this epic spot, which we're not going to tell you about, and it will not be in the show notes, but it's amazing. You'll see some photos. Actually, before we got here, something really funny happened. We found this really beautiful spot on the side of the road. We stopped... I was feeling pretty exhausted. I was like, Cole, I'm just going to hang the hammock. I need like five minutes of rest. And it was, you know, we spent like five months in the desert and we never learned that you can actually not hang anything off uh, Joshua tree because they have very shallow roots. So, you know, I hung the hammock and then this park ranger just like, drove by and like came running toward us like no you cannot hang a hammock 
and explained all about why we could not do that. So we felt pretty stupid just being five months in the desert and never have learned that about Joshua trees, but we also never hung anything before from them. So it was also kind of cool to learn about it. We also got um, some books for the kids to do their junior rangers and we got some badges. So that was kind of an extra bonus. Yeah, it was a blessing in disguise for sure because otherwise Alfie and Camilo never would have received their junior ranger badge from the Mojave Trails Preserve. All right, well, should we jump right into our theme from this show? Absolutely. So this week we wanted to talk about finding balance between loneliness and community on the road. And I think it's topical right now because... Most of you have probably gone from having a robust community that you can rely on and you see every week when you go to work or you see at at your yoga or gym routine or for your weekly walk or your play date or what have you, dropping the kids off at school and that's all completely changed and you're all isolated, perhaps you're feeling lonely and perhaps you're feeling a little bit like what we do on the day-to-day out here. And so what we wanted to kind of talk about was the adjustment that we went through of finding that balance between, you know, loneliness personally, loneliness as a family, as a family unit and community, finding community on the road. And I'll be honest, Sophie and I are comfortable being alone and it's probably no surprise why we're leading this type of lifestyle. But there are certain there have certainly been moments on this trip where we have felt isolated and probably more isolated than we wanted to be so we felt like this would be a great time to share how we manage that individually and as a family through this journey so so what do you think when we first left how was that process of kind of pulling out of our community and going diving deep into our own family unit and our own lives on the road yeah I'm not gonna lie for me it was not hard because I was so excited about what was to come and yes we were leaving our community behind which we had an awesome community but at least for me I just felt so much excitement and um, curiosity about um all the places and all these other people that we were going to meet on the road that um, really I just didn't feel only. I agree. I was super excited to hit the road as well. And after spending months building out the van, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, or I guess that was last week, and all the effort that went into it, it was really exciting to finally hit hit the road and and get out of there. I think what I found in the first month or so, I I can remember moments driving down the East Coast where, you know, maybe I was driving late at night and didn't have a place to stay. I would be pulling into a Walmart or some place on iOverlander and waking up in the morning and just kind of like, maybe this feeling of, of doubt of like, is this really, is this is this good? Is this fun? Is this like, is this what we want to be doing? 
mixed in with those high moments of when we'd find this empty beach or have a beautiful sunset and and it was all magic but then the hardship would come in maybe it was a breakdown i remember breaking down in south carolina and all of a sudden the van you know we started up we drove we were driving through this little town and the van just didn't sound right i pulled into a little garage and i couldn't turn the van off and all this you know i finally got it shut down and couldn't turn it on again and the mechanic came out and he said yeah that was probably the sound of your starter starter engine you know stuck on the flywheel and it totally was and we were grounded for like five days and i felt comfortable because i knew what had to be done and i knew how to do it but there was that moment of feeling like oh dear we're we are we are in the middle of nowhere I feel responsible for my whole family here and um I don't I don't I don't know if this is I don't know if this is safe I don't know if if how I'm going to get us out of this and then all of a sudden it, in that doubt and in that moment we meet the owner of the mechanic owner of the garage and he came out and just welcomed us and and brought us around back when we parked there for 5 days we were we just felt so welcome and he didn't even charge us to be there the whole time and i mean i did all the work myself but it was just an amazing moment of generosity and i think there's so many moments where community showed up for us at in the face of of a moment of loneliness on the road what do you think self Colin and I feel different about loneliness um, and definitely Colin being the captain of the ship and making sure that everyone is safe. He carries an, a pressure that I don't. So I think the moments where he feels really lonely it probably are moments that I don't feel lonely. I also do really well um, being on the road. So... For me, um, it's rare to feel lonely. I think myself, I felt more lonely living in a house um, where Colin was going to work every day. And I was just by myself in the house with the kids. Um, and it was like this routine every day. And I think that sort of environment for me bring more loneliness Um but yeah, I think um, all the moments that Colin describes are valid and there's definitely moments that, um, you know, we, you know, there's definitely circumstances and places that we have stayed um, and events that happened that made us feel unsure of why we're doing this and made us feel and made us tumble a little bit. Um, but then we we show up to a place like we are today or we met an awesome family on the road or, you know, we break down and and then five minutes later somebody's driving from up the road to be like, hey, come on, you know, bring the van in into my olive grove and just fix it here, no worries. Um, 
and then you know you feel very welcoming on the or you have friends that drive two hours to come and see us to a tiny home a tiny festival just to hang with us for the day and you know those moments make you feel really good i think at its heart choosing to uproot your family and move into a van and hit the road can feel very isolating for yourself and for perhaps the people you left behind wondering how are you going to do this or that or xyz and then as soon as you're out here and you're you know grooving the doors just start opening I, I can't tell you how many moments like for example do you remember in Santa Fe when we were just stopped at a parking light and this family pulled up next to us and rolled their window down and just said hey what are you doing? And we were kind of like, we don't know. It was like a cold, rainy weekend day, Sunday maybe. We'd been in Santa Fe for like a few weeks kind of sniffing around. We had a few haunts and they just said, why don't you come over for a cup of tea? And we just looked at each other like absolutely. And then we totally got adopted by this rad family that we're still in touch with from Santa Fe. And so lucky it, they just opened so many doors for us and we're still in touch with them and you know when you sit back and you think about leaving everything you have and disrupting it for this isolated lifestyle to me before this trip happened I wouldn't have thought I wouldn't have ever expected so many moments like this to come to to happen and I think now in this moment where we're all in this lockdown phase and we are in a form of isolation that many of us have never felt before, I'm hoping that for you there's there's a new form of community that's opening up and there's new points of connection that you're making with, most importantly, your family, your your family nucleus, and then also you know, the friends and family that are closest to you. Having the time to really be intentional about others and show up for them when when either they need help or, or ask for help when you do, when you do, I think creates space for community in a way that I didn't think was possible. Anyways, I've gone off on another tangent. But it makes me consider just how everyone else's plans have been disrupted, just like ours. I mean, we thought we'd be crossing the border, and here we are on round two of driving around the States. This year, we're still excited about the opportunity to cross the border to Mexico. I think when we do that um, and expose our whole family to a new language, Spanish, it's going to be really fun and interesting to see. how everyone does and I think I'm sure you know I remember myself when I was traveling in a in a country like India where you don't really speak that language you you know definitely you feel more lonely and you you're craving more (laughs) you're missing your community for sure so I think I'm curious and I think our um, feelings of loneliness and communities community are going to change when we when we head south. <laughs> so at least for for Colin 
Um, and I think the kids will do okay. But um, but yeah, I think we overall, I think we face lonely loneliness um, in a really good way. We um, loneliness is our friend. We like to be lonely. Uh, we like to meet other people that are lonely. We we learn from loneliness, uh, and yeah, we also really appreciate and we really love a really nice community. Something that we did on the road is like we created our own little family community, and that felt really good. That felt something that it was definitely missing when we lived back in Maine um, and had. Um, a different lifestyle and yeah I felt I feel like that was really important and I think we are a much more solid um, family now because we have spent so much time together so I think you know you can call community to you know your friends and family and your neighborhood or you know the school community but um, I think we often don't call community to our own, you know, just little family. I don't know if I'm saying that very well, but um, I think in these times, um, you know, I think this is a time to practice that. And I think it's really cool when you start feeling that connection and unity between your family. Yeah. And- from what we've been reading and seeing and hearing from other friends and and people is that they're just so feeling so blessed to have this time together to be able to work from home and spend so much time as a family, even though it may be uncomfortable for people because it's so disruptive, that feeling of, uh, of getting time back with young kids in particular feels uh, so special and that's exactly why we decided to do this trip was to get the time while our kids are little and really choose what rewilding meant for us and yeah that came with uh, you know a price of of removing ourselves from a certain community and feel and isolating ourselves in this our own form of lockdown a mobile lockdown a very free lockdown but at the same time we introduced ourselves to a community of overlanders of van lifers of schooly families of tiny homeowners of of people who who did this before and now plugged into these small towns whether that's santa fe or jackson hole or somewhere in vancouver island tofino and just happened to see our bus and welcomed us. And and that was something that Sophie and I were certainly craving while we felt like we were um, physically planted in one place. And we knew that if we were out on the road, we could discover new things about us. And we wanted to share that as a family. These are certainly strange times, and we are leading a little bit of a different lifestyle than I'm sure you are if you're listening from home. But I think there is a freedom in isolation. There's a freedom in getting your time back and in choosing how to use it. 
So I think that's it from us this week. Thanks so much for listening to Rewilding Parenthood. We will be back next week with a new show with an update from our next week and a new topic for you all. So stay tuned for that. This show was produced by Afuera Vida in our 1978 German Command and Control Center. Please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or subscribing wherever you podcast. You can find out more about the show on AfueraVida.com or hit us up on Instagram at AfueraVida or YouTube at AfueraVida. We have music this week from Thomas Tyrell and Mercedes Riva. Thanks so much. Adios. We'll hear you next week. (laughs) You'll hear us next week. And that is the sound of Camila waking up at 11.30 at night on a Sunday evening in the middle of the desert. It is time to end the show.